fulfilling demand. We have a home for young men. We tutor. We counsel. We help find jobs. We have church services. We have men's forums the first Thursday night of every month. We also have women's forum the third Thursday night of every month. And Sunday morning meetings for everybody, men, women, and children, everybody. And it's growing. It's growing. So and for those who...
What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Joel Friday TV podcast. I am Joel Friday. Bienvenido. Welcome to the show. Amazing stuff. Do me a favor. Hit that like button really quick before we get started. Smack it. Lay the smack down on the like, subscribe, and share button. Tell your peoples, peoples, peoples about the show so we can get the subscribers up. And the message out. Do it now. Help a brother out. How's it going? It's Wednesday. And we're back for another show. Amazing stuff. Topics to be covered. Um, you guys see by the title there. Do tougher laws make for less crime? We're going to get into it. I have some things I want to show you guys. I got some clips to play. Some people to talk about. We're going to get into it. So make sure you tell your, tell your peoples about the show ASAP. Amazing stuff. Um, it is a talk show, so you can call in at 888-775-3773, and we could talk about the topics at hand. Just make sure you call in um, as soon as you get the idea to call in. So that way I have time to get to you, because I'm only here for an hour, y'all. We got to make it all fit and squeeze together within one hour. So call in um, as soon as you can, 888-775-3773. But... Obviously, it's a weekday and it is morning time still. So if you cannot call in, but you still have a question or comment and you got a little bit of time to sneak it in, you can send a super chat and send your question or comment in the super chat by going to the uh, chat box and clicking the super chat button. And there you can send a question or comment or you can just support the show. Amazing stuff, right? Or you can go directly to buymeacoffee.com slash TV, um, and you can donate a donut with your question or comment, a donut in the form of a donation. And uh, I will read those live on air as well. So that's always a fun way to interact as well. Amazing stuff. Um I'm on all audio podcast platforms, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. So if you prefer audio only, I am on those platforms, Joel Friday TV Podcast or Joel Friday. Good stuff. How's it going, chat? Shout out to my moderators. Shout out to the mods holding it down in the chat. How's it going? How y'all doing? Amazing stuff. Joel needs men mods. Just saying. I do got some men mods. I got Nick. I got Hake. I got JLP. Those are men mods, Matthew. Thank you. Um, amazing stuff. I think there was some. A buy me a coffee that I missed yesterday. That I want to get to today. Let me see. A buy me a coffee message that I didn't get to get to yesterday. Um, let's find out. And then I'm going to get to the topic at hand here. But I want to make sure I get to you guys' messages. Um, I'm going to read a couple real quick. Uh, Matt on YouTube with uh, a few donuts. Thank you, Matt. Matthew on YouTube says, uh, what you know about boudin balls and idufe? Man, 
If I can go to the internet right now, I'm going to try it. Nick always does it, so I'm going to try to pretend like I'm cool, too. Watch. Let's see if I can go. E to fee. No, boudin balls. You guys are probably like, what is he talking about? So this is a, a Louisiana type of dish or a snack. Um, I'm going to show you guys right here. Watch. Bring it over here like that. Wow. And let me see if I'm cool like Nick, if I can get it over to. Uh, oh, I may not even have the setup yet. Let's see. Oh, I think I do. Watch me. Watch me do this. Watch me do this. Bow. You see that there? Boom. So what this is, if you guys can see on screen, that is like a certain dish. It's like a crawfish type of a ball, like a meatball of crawfish. And it's in like, they do that in Louisiana. It's like a Louisiana type of dish. And I'm not familiar with it because I was raised in California. <laughs> and my family members, I didn't, who are from Louisiana, um, mostly I do not see very often. So this is not like a thing in my household or stuff like that. But when I would go visit my grandma, we would um, have stuff like, let me show you, let me show you guys. Stuff like gumbo. You guys know gumbo. And gumbo, my mommy always makes gumbo and my grandma makes gumbo. And gumbo is something else. If you guys haven't tried gumbo, but like by a real soul food person, then something's wrong with you guys. You're missing out on life. Gumbo made right. And it's not always made right. And these pictures aren't really doing it justice. I'm trying to find a good one. Nice. Um, gumbo is amazing. So gumbo is Louisiana's dish, as, as well as um, like, um, what do you call it? Jambalaya is a good one. But to answer Matt's question, no, I haven't had uh, that type of, what do you call it? Hold on. Oh, no. Nick. I have little little Joel in the corner. How do I take him off? <laughs> Which one? Oh, nice! Wow! I'm a professional over here on the board. That's amazing. But yeah, to answer Matt's question, no, I haven't had that the the crawfish thing. I don't even. I'm not even really into crawfish and stuff like that. I'm probably a bad Creole, but yeah, I haven't had many dishes from like Cajun dishes. Um, but every time I've tried Cajun food and like my grandma has made it amazing, amazing. And everybody, well, not everybody. Some people don't like gumbo, which I don't know what's wrong with them. I don't know if they're of God, if they don't like gumbo. Definitely not of God, but yeah, I haven't tried boo boudin balls or edifay. I've never even heard of it until now. Amazing stuff, though. Thank you, Matthew. Matthew goes on to say, can you show me how to Dougie? I'm only a mid two step kind of guy. Listen, 
Nothing wrong with the two-step. Stay there. It's nice and it's simple and it's basic. But if you want to add more stuff to it, it's more about the feeling than it is about the move. So you add your own moves from your two-step and what comes natural, right? You don't want to be just busting out moves because you just learn moves. You want to do what feels right in your pocket. You know what I mean? Like, you can look it up, look up the Dougie and see how they do it, and you just kind of add it how you think it makes sense. Right? But you always want to just stay in your zone. You don't want to be trying to look like a dancer if you're not a dancer. You know what I mean? Because then people tell, like, look at, what is he doing? Stay in your pocket. And that's more entertaining and um, enjoyable to watch. <laughs> that's my advice. Nada says, dancing is not natural for males. How dare you? I rebuke. <laughs> no. Dan that's a whole nother subject for another day. The whole dance, what how dance is viewed by people and what it is and what it means. That's a whole nother thing. But I, I get what people like it definitely has a feminine reputation. Even the men men who do it. It definitely has a feminine reputation. Um, so I understand that. <laughs> um, anyway, what the? I forgot about my whole message. We got some lines open, 888-775-3773. So um, for a more serious conversation... The Cabbage Patch. And you guys got to start upgrading your moves. You can't be doing the same moves. Meaning like, the Cabbage Patch, come on. It is 2024. If you still hitting the Cabbage Patch or that one with the knee and like the white man one, when the knee, you grab the knee and you do If, if we still busting out the worm in 2024, come on. What YouTube videos or what movies are we watching? Are we watching Breaking only? I'm going to need you guys to, to step it up. Put a little effort in. Get in the mirror. You know what I mean? Don't be busting out those moves and expect people to be like, oh, he can do. No, you look crazy. Okay? And stop doing this thing at the party. Ugly. And stop doing this thing. Ugly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, stop trying to just bust out moves for the sake of busting out moves. Stop trying to do the moonwalk if you can. Just do you. Laura Bibby says, Joel, I was doing that right now. <laughs> Joel, don't hate. See, Sal said, that's my only move, Joel. Listen, see, Sal. Then we just got to, we got to step up the moves or really think about it. Practice some more moves, see, Sal. Come on. 
Don't embarrass your children at the parties. Get some new moves. <laughs> That's funny. Um, let me take Emmanuel wants to talk about the topic at hand, which is not really even a topic. We just started like uh, rambling. But I'm going to take his call, and then we'll get to the topic. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Emmanuel out of Canada. Welcome to the show, man. You're on the air. Yo, what's popping? How's it going? Popping, locking. Um, <laughs> so, no, I just, I caught you last little bit about, like, how, I don't know, yeah, I guess you said you were rambling, but yeah, the uh, stay in your own lane comment or something, and yeah. I was just like, nah, bro, like, I'm trying to learn how to dance over here. What, you think white men can't dance, or what's going on? Was that you that <laughs> sent the comment? No, bro, I just heard you uh, just now, but I was like, I was just talking to somebody about this because, I don't know, I think that the education system is designed like they got these subjects and you got to learn them, and if you're bad at one of them, they like are quick to slap a learning disability type thing on you, mm -hmm. but you might be good at something like dancing, and they're not teaching that in school, so like imagine that, like a guy that was good at dancing but then somebody shut him down, like, no, like, you know, that's not being taught here. And then this guy goes and works some fast food joint job, but he's, like, still <laughs> dancing on the side. You know what I mean? But, like... <laughs> that happens. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that you should definitely... But I do agree that you should stick to what you're good at, try to figure out what you're naturally good at. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if somebody wants to, like, you know, like... I. But some, I, I dance, but I don't dance like the man Zenny. You know what I mean? Right, Zenny be getting down. Like that, that man is busting moves. But I dance like I, I don't know. I move around to the rhythm. But so that's so, some next level stuff. You wait, know? so you dance in like? What do you mean? Like when you go to a party, you have some moves you go to, or you just kind of feel the music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've had people be like, "Yo, you can dance." You know? Oh, like, okay. I, I bet. I bet you. I bet you. If I took some lessons, if you if you tried to school yeah. me, I could probably I could probably do something. So you got the rhythm. The rhythm is there. Yeah. yeah nice. For real. Nice. Yeah. You know that's so funny is that I tell people all the time when they take classes or I do like a lesson for them, whether it be kids or adults, is that the the hardest part is finding the rhythm. So sometimes people don't have the rhythm, but it's not about the moves or learning the steps. That That's easy. That just takes practice, right? But what's most yeah. important is finding the rhythm. So if you don't have rhythm, you want to work on figuring out what that is and finding that yeah. and, and, and doing that. And then from there, everything else is pretty easy. So if you got the rhythm, I do believe you can uh, bust out some steps if you if you really wanted to. I feel like, yeah, the baseline is knowing the rhythm and then, like, working on your dance moves is, like, getting those moves in between the rhythm or something. Right. right? Well, this is so interesting. This is, like, a full topic now <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> dance, dance. No, but what it, what it really is, is it, when it comes down to it, is that it's about feeling the music and it's about being in the moment. So, like, say if you're, you're dancing and you're feeling the, the, the rhythm of the music, stuff will come out when you're not afraid to allow it, right? And you just let yourself be the mood, the the music will like take on its own life. Right? Yeah, so deep, it's, it's it's more about just you really create your own moves. It's not even about like let me put this move here. 
Let me do right, right. because somebody had to create that move, right? That you're learning. So it has to come from a natural place. So that's why I tell people like, and I'm just joking around when I say don't do the worm and all that stuff. But um, just be <laughs> that's normal. Like a hit move. <laughs> I know. The worm. The worm is a hit move out here where I'm from because I'm from, like, a small redneck town. So, like, you know, the rednecks, they'd be busting out the worm when they had one too many drinks and everybody would be like, oh! Yeah, and they still make the <laughs> same reaction. I'm like, what are these people looking at? We're not looking at the same thing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, right on, Emmanuel. Anything else before I get to the topic? Yeah, no, that was pretty much it. But uh, that that biblical question was good on Jesse's show. Are, did you reflect off this stuff off that show, or did you just what, do your own thing? Which 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 one? Uh, what is hell? Oh yeah, I definitely have a, a take to that. I'll answer that too. Um, what okay, what okay. what do you think it is? Well, as far as I can tell, hell. I'm gonna start rapping. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Hell is like, uh, well, it's a state of mind. As far as I know, it's a state of being where you are, you know, not feeling any of the fruits of the spirit, which is, you know, love, joy, peace, and uh, all those things. Yeah. And and you're just like caught in that depressive state and everything is just like hell. I don't know. That's, that's, yeah. that's what it is to me here now in this, you know, in this life. But hell after this life, I have no idea. Yeah. Interesting. You can take the take the word for it from what's in the Bible, but I don't actually know. So yeah, interesting. I don't think hell in the other life is too much different than hell on on this earth. I think it it may be more intense from what they say, but hell is hell to me. But good response. Um, um, I don't really know. I mean, for me, I just think that it's uh, hell is um just knowledge, which knowledge can turn into like uh, like thoughts can turn into what you're explaining so it's all the same thing but i just think it's like things that we think is true that aren't true or they haven't like really revealed themselves but we live yeah. by them and um i've noticed um sorry go ahead no i'm just saying that's what i see briefly that's with what the, i see as hell right with the intellectual part that Jesse when Jesse talks about in how intellectual uh I've noticed that like if, if you're not careful you like uh, the intellect is like a whirlpool my man so it like if yeah. you get too caught up in it it just like sucks you down and then you're just like going down into this whirlpool yeah. of intellectual hell yeah. and, and I think if you look at a man like Jordan Peterson who has a very intellectual mind yeah and uh whatever but like I've noticed that 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 man does you know i don't know how he's doing now i can't judge him seem kind of miserable uh even in the bible it says the more knowledge the more sorrow or something like that yeah and that's why and and i see it in that same exact way is that the knowledge um makes you it just puffs up the ego and it makes you think that you got it but you don't really have it and um you know you can learn all these things and and knowledge also is a thing that you can gain by doing studying or reading, reading all these books or doing all this research and it'll make you feel like, you know, something, but wisdom can only come from God. God has to reveal these things. And often people, oftentimes people don't want to wait for a revelation. So they'll just go and grab all this knowledge. And I think that is what hell is. Yeah, man. 
Hey, so before I let you go, uh, I want to congrats uh, Zenny on being, uh, he, he moved up there, I heard. Nice, right on, that's right, Zenny and Mahmoud in the chat. Hey. Are you in the chat, Emmanuel? Uh, I haven't been in your chat, I barely get on the chats, I just found Jesse's chat is like chaotic, man. Yeah. <laughs> those, those people be going crazy. Uh, okay, well I appreciate you your know, call, there's man. There's no room to get it. <laughs> No room to get a real conversation. <laughs> right. Well, I appreciate the call. Call me again, Emmanuel. Right. God bless, man. God bless. You as well. Peace. That's funny. Uh, yeah, when it comes to the, your little dance moves, just, you know, just stay in your zone. But I'm really playing. If you want to do the worm and all that stuff, I'm just joking. But anyway... Way off subject. Because <laughs> what I'm talking about today has nothing to do, not even in the same realm as uh, dance moves. But it was kind of nice and fun. The snake pit. What should we call this chat? The Love Doctor's Waiting Room. I'm dying, Zenny. Not the Love Doctor's Waiting Room. <laughs> I'm dying. That's funny. Anyway. Is what is Matt says good show Joe is Lucy Goosey. He's way too Lucy Goosey. This is Pass Lucy Goosey. Um, so I I forgot who I was talking to. It might have been JLP. It might have been some of the guys here in the building. But um, there was a conversation about squatters. And I just been really understanding lately what it means to like deal like really like understanding more and more how us as Christians have to deal with evil. But first we have to get to know ourselves and recognize it within ourselves, but also recognize evil for what it is and learn how to speak up in the right moments and properly, right? But in light of dealing with evil, I was just thinking about, because we we're talking about in, in the office here, the squatters and how there's there's many cases where in California to where there's people who um, don't own the home, aren't paying rent, but they see a vacant home and they break in and they just live there. And I've heard many cases where um, they can't be told to leave, which is insane. And uh, or the cops will come and um, if they come, um, they can't do much or they don't do much or whatever. And they're allowed to just stay there. And if and if the um, and I think we covered a story a while ago on JLP to where if the uh, community rallies behind the squatters and say, well, it's not fair. They should be living in here. It's, it should be OK. They're homeless and they're poor. Then the city is scared to go against the community, right? So then the squatters are allowed to just stay there for free, not pay rent, and have a home, right? While there's 
taxpayers who are um, trying to make a living and in one bedroom apartments with five children and um, trying to figure out their next move while squatters get all the, the favor and, you know, and homeless people. So I was thinking like, man, like in order for things to change, the, the city or the, the politicians have to be tougher on these laws. But obviously we have to have tougher politicians that are in the, in the government, right? But tougher laws, and I start to question like, okay, well, does tougher laws make for less crime? You know, and I was thinking about that too. And then I started like thinking about um, California's because we live in Cal. I live in California, so I was thinking like, what are California's self defense laws? And it, it may change from different places, but I have some like some clips I want to show you guys in regards to that. And I was blown away by um, some of the things that I was looking into. And some of this stuff may already be common knowledge, but for those that it's not, I just wanted to make it more aware and apparent um, about certain laws that are are going on, self-defense laws, at least as far as California. And they're probably not that much different in different areas, especially if they're blue, liberal-ran cities or liberal-ran states. So in California... Um, I was wondering, like, if somebody breaks into your house, so imagine you're just at home sleeping, and this happens all the time, right? I, and somebody just breaks into your home um, and tries to steal stuff or just tries to bring harm to your family. Like, how far could you go in defending yourself, right, without it being, like, against the law? So I was looking at that, and I was thinking, I was wondering if, since the whole squatters can sit there and, and, and occupy a vacant property and not be told anything, then what does it mean that somebody actually breaks into your house while you're living there and your family's there? What is that? What is, is the law on Californian side? So I looked it up and it says this, it says, yes, under penal code, um, 198.5 PC, Whatever. California law follows the castle doctrine. So remember that castle doctrine. This is the legal principle that you have no duty to retreat. Meaning like, I'll explain that in a minute. If you confront an intruder at your own home, you are permitted to use force against the intruder who breaks into your home or tries to force their way in. So you are permitted to use force against the intruders who break into your home and try to force their way in. So you don't have this duty to retreat. And a duty to retreat means that you can run, run and call the police if someone breaks in. They're saying, according to this law, that no, you don't have to do that. You can stand in defense and defend your home. But I want to let the white man explain it to you guys first so you know I'm not making it up. And then we're going to really get into it. Let me see. Give me a second here. Uh, here we go. As a criminal defense attorney, I get questions all the time about the Castle Doctrine and whether it applies here in California. 
The simple answer is yes, California law does recognize the castle doctrine. But what does that really mean? The term castle doctrine comes from the old maxim that a person's home is his castle, and therefore a person has special rights to use force, even deadly force, to defend against a home invader. Even if you have an opportunity to escape and go call the police, you don't have to. You have a right to stand your ground and fight off the intruder. Second, if you use... Stop there for a second. Stop there for a second. Um, so, he basically just confirmed that you do have the right to defend yourself. Right on! Woo! Amen, right? That's what you're thinking. Yeah! I can defend myself. A intruder comes in my house. I don't have to think twice. I can defend myself. I don't have to worry about the law. I don't have to worry about that, right? Right on. But then, if you keep reading, there's a stipulation. And this one's called a legal presumption. So maybe you guys know what that is, but if not, I'm going to explain it to you, and then I'm going to let the white man explain it to you. A legal presumption means that the, a prosecutor in criminal cases can prove that the resident did not have reasonable fear. So that's not very objective of imminent peril or uh, of death when inserting a use of force against the intruder. So a, a, a prosecutor can prove to the judge that there there was no threat to this the, this man and his family's life which they can't really prove, right? But it says there's no threat to this man's life. So there's, this man is a murderer for um, killing this home, in, home, invade, home invader, intruder. He's a murderer and can be tried as a murderer under this legal presumption thing. So although you have the right to defend yourself in your home, but keep in mind it has to be under the idea that your life was at risk and that's not up to your discretion that's of the discretion of the judge isn't that crazy so the judge cannot like you or the judge can be emotional that day it could be a female judge that's emotional that way or a male judge that's emotional right and decide that oh no 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 and the jury as well but the prosecutor can have this great story to tell the jury and the judge that, uh-uh, this man had no right to kill this intruder in his home, this intruder that broke in to his home. That's not right. And can throw the man in jail. So although on one hand it says you can protect yourself, but it also says, but keep in mind it has to be this kind of way. So let me let the white man explain it a little bit more, and then um, we'll get to the good stuff. We recently had a case where our client was accused of a, a triple homicide. He was sitting in his home one night when he heard some noise outside. His dog had started barking, and he was concerned about that. He lived in a rural area in San Bernardino County. He armed himself with a handgun. Oh, no. He went Wrong one. No. Hold on. As a criminal defense attorney, I get questions all the time about the Castle Doctrine 
and whether it applies here in California. Oh, man. Sorry, guys. The simple answer is yes. California law does recognize the Castle Doctrine. But what does that really mean? The term Castle Doctrine comes from the old maxim that a person's home is his castle. And therefore, a person has special... So bear through this little part here. Sorry, I had to get through this part to get to the second half of it. I messed it all up. My bad. He black. ...rights to use force, even deadly force, to defend against a home invader. Even if you have an opportunity to escape and go call the police, you don't have to. You have a right to stand your ground and fight off the intruder. Second, if you use force against an intruder, there is a presumption that you did so because you reasonably believed it was necessary to protect yourself and your family. That said, the Castle Doctrine does not give people L an absolute license to use any amount of force they Ooh. wish against an intruder. The force still must be reasonable under the circumstances. And the use of force, especially deadly force, should always be done only when it's absolutely necessary. Only when it's absolutely necessary. So who gets to make that distinction? Sorry, guys, for the confusion and the wrong clips and all that stuff. Sorry. But only when it's necessary. But who gets to make that distinction? Who gets to say that it wasn't necessary to um, do what you did? My thing is this. Tougher crime makes less... Uh, tougher laws make for less crime, in my opinion. Because if the intruder knows you step in my house, you're done. That's what the law should be. You break into my house. You're done. Period. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. There ain't no wondering. There ain't no, is he going to steal something? Is he causing harm? Break into my house. You're done. That's a wrap. And that should be justifiable. Because how are you going to know if they're going to pose a threat or not? What if they're not uh, showing the gun, they're hiding the gun, and then they pull out and kill you? That makes no sense. Listen. You break into the house. You, hand, you deal with the consequences. And I bet you, if that were to happen more often, then people would think twice about letting, about breaking into somebody's home. Because they know it's a wrap. In Texas, I don't know what their laws are, but in Texas, you can walk around with the gun on your hip, showing and everything. And I guarantee, and, there's, and I'm told that there's way less crime. And, but it makes sense. Why? Because the person who's about to, who's thinking about stealing your purse as a woman, well, let's, let's not use that example. Let's use... Uh, a man is about to steal your car and he sees you walk into your car from the grocery store and but yet he sees that you have a gun on your hip, he's gonna think twice. Man, I don't know if I wanna do this. It's just obvious, it's just common sense. But that's not what's happening. So I think that we need tougher laws. But I wanna give you guys a quick example and then I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I'll take some. I'll take some um, calls, possibly, or get to some super chats and all that stuff. But I want to play the clip that I started to play. 
of a man who was victim of I hate that word though, but he was um caught up in a horrible situation and he had to suffer for it because of this silly this silly um legal presumption part of the law. Okay? Um San Bernardino man was in jail for 18 months during the investigation under legal presumption after being attacked on his own property. Let's do it. Hold on. We recently had a case where our client was accused of a, a triple homicide. He was sitting in his home one night when he heard some noise outside. His dog had started barking. And he was concerned about that. He lived in a rural area in San Bernardino County. He armed himself with a handgun. He went outside. And as he was walking, he heard some movement. He saw some movement, but he couldn't tell what it was. And what he later learned was it was three people who were there to do harm to him, to attack him. They were armed with rocks. They came upon him strategically by moving from the left to the middle and the right. One of them actually grabbed him and attempted to choke him. He could see a rock in someone's hand, in the third person's hand, and he took out his gun and he shot them. He shot all three of them. All three died at the scene on his property. Police came, they investigated the case. Our client was immediately arrested for triple homicide. He remained in jail for over 18 months. Okay, let me just make that point real quick and then I'm gonna finish that video. This man was in jail for 18 months. They threw him in jail for 18 months. For He got attacked on his property and they were gonna kill him. And who knows if they were gonna kill him, right? But they were gonna hurt him. But nobody knows the extent. They had rocks, they had whatever. And he was outnumbered. And he defended himself because he doesn't know if his life is at risk. He doesn't know. How is he supposed to know? He's supposed to wait to find out. He defended himself. He was uh, had a gun on him, and he shot and killed all of them. And this man was in jail for 18 months while they did this uh, legal presumption investigation. But you know what's unfortunate about that and why he suffers? is because for 18 months, he probably lost his job. Probably lost his job, right? which his livelihood, and not only that, he probably couldn't see his family. His family is over here probably going through it because they're not knowing if he's going to be thrown in jail for um, supposedly murdering three people. You know what I mean? So, like, this, everything's at risk here for this person who was a dang victim. The man was on, from what we know, right? The man was on his property, and they attacked him on his property. And yet, he has to suffer the consequences because of legal presumption, even though he was attacked. So even while he was actually attacked, to where there was actual threat to his life, he still had to deal with this legal presumption thing. But let's, let's go and let's finish the story. While we gathered evidence to prove that what he did was reasonable under the circumstances. And one of the things that we did in that particular jury trial, which ended very successfully for our client, was to put the jury actually into the shoes of our client. We tried to do 
when we're talking to jurors is not only let them listen and see and hear what the evidence is going to be, we want them to feel it. For example, I not only talked about our client being punched in the face. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. You shouldn't need to feel nothing. The man was attacked. And having blood in their mouth, I told the jury what he felt. The reason he first knew he was hit and injured, he felt it, and then he could taste his own blood. It was hot. It was salty. It's that taste that, if you've ever tasted blood, you know what it tastes like. You know what it feels like. And by doing that, we bring the jury into exactly what our client is feeling. The jury was out two days, and they came back, not guilty, not guilty, Amen. not guilty, innocent on all three counts. And our client went home that night to his family after spending 18 months in jail defending himself for an unlawful charge. Amen. Justice was served, but it's unfortunate that how many people do we know of that Justin wasn't served, though? Right? But the point is, and JLP talks about it all the time. James Haig talks about it all the time. Uh, Nick, uh, American Anchorman, talks about it all the time is that um, the laws are unjust and that the people who are running the show are immoral. So it's unfortunate, but it, I just want to, for those who don't know, I just want to, like, be another... Um, at least today, just bring a little bit more perspective on like how much the laws are like, at least certain ones are not in our favor. And it makes no sense how you can't even like fully protect yourself. Um, it's just a mess. And we have to, when we see the opportunity, um, to do what we can to deal with evil in this way, because that's evil. That's pure evil. And we have to learn to also um, be more involved with certain things like voting or, um, I don't know, whatever you can do in your community. And I don't mean involved like how people are involved like, now you want to just do all this kind of stuff. Not that, but I'm just saying be more aware that, like, these things are not working in our favor. Um, but I also realized that the reason why, the reason why I think that the laws are set up this way, um, like, to where the common sense, logical thing says to be able to defend yourself at all costs when someone breaks into your home that may cause you harm, even though that's the logical thing. But what what happens is there's this, like, mama, like, attachment to human life that makes you want to throw in a stipulation. But you can't. That's the person would die. That's one less then they have, that person doesn't deserve to die. 
like there's that like soft side that comes in that comes in and it seems like it's love and compassion, but it's really just evil making its way. Because that's what's really that's what's really winning, not the stipulation that you can defend yourself, but what's winning is the stipulation that if it doesn't look right, you're going to jail for life. You know what I mean? So it's like this false attachment to human life that that a lot of people have to where they're not able to just be just normal, regular. It's not that deep. And I know like people want to make things that deep to where and I hopefully I don't even want to say it because I'm subject to YouTube. YouTube is controlling me. <laughs> but there's this false attachment to 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 human life to where um, you're afraid to do anything because it seems like this big deal. Well, a life will be lost. Well, they should have thought about that. But that's all I'm going to say. Seasal says, in Arizona, men with cowboy hats walk around with guns on their hip at Walmart. I'm saying, I'm saying. Is that just too much? And how come, how come we're controversial for talking about it? Code. We disavow for the sake of Joel's channel. Right. <laughs> But how is that controversial? It's controversial to protect your family, guys. It's controversial to protect yourself. It's controversial to protect your home. And there, there was a lady saying that because Arizona just passed a bill to where they can defend themselves, but it's the same type of stipulation, right? And um, there was a lady that on the report that said, oh, so now it's okay for... Arizonians, whatever they call them, Arizonians to kill illegal immigrants. What? But that's how people think. Now it's about killing illegal immigrants. And then everybody's going to start rallying behind that. And then the law is going to get changed. And then they're going to go into your house and kill you. But you're controversial for not wanting that to happen. Lord have mercy. It's just a mess. And like I say all the time, I'm not into, and this is my last point, and then I got to end. This is my last point. Is, um, I, I say this all the time. I'm not into like heavy into politics and stuff like that. And maybe I don't even need to be saying that all the time. But, the policy and all that stuff, to me, it's just as simple as once you get to know yourself, and there's nothing wrong with being involved in that stuff, and it might be insightful, but once you, like, start to learn, like, 
character and what people give off and can like see the true spirit of things. There's not much digging that that you need to do or much studying that you need to do. Like, for example, this Nikki Haley lady. I have a picture of her. This Nikki Haley lady. I know nothing about her. But one thing I do know, I'm going to tell you. Wait. Oh, shoot. I think I pressed the wrong button. But it's okay. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. Nikki Haley. She's somewhere in here. Oh, shoot, I'm pressing disc. No, MP1. Where's that at? Oh, okay. Nikki Haley. Boom. Right? I don't know nothing about this lady. But one thing I tell you, I tell you is this. Is that this lady is a is a woman running for president. And red flag for me right there. Boom. I don't know nothing about her. Don't need to know. A woman running for president. Red flag right there. Boom. Second red flag. You want to hear it? She got a family. Why are, and her husband's in the military. I heard her say that. Why is your husband in the military? You running for president. And obviously these kids look older now, but they weren't always older. And who's raising the children at home? Who's raising them? Who's teaching them all they need to know about life in the world? Because they ain't following your example. You ain't home to what example are they seeing? So, I don't want to get too crazy. How'd I go back? Oh, wait. <laughs> but, uh, okay. But all you need to know is see the spirit. There's no way. I'm, there's no, it just doesn't make, no, it makes zero sense to me. So that tells me right there, she ain't getting the vote. But, DT is running, so we already knew that. But that's enough for me. A woman running for president, red flag. She has children and a family, and she's still running for president, red flag. She's not in her natural order, so guess what? She's not going to be in her natural order as a president. So the country's not going to be in its natural order. Or at least trying to make his way back there because it ain't in it now. So these people, that's all you need to see. You, If you know the order of life, then it'll, it'll help you make decisions a lot quicker. Without having to do this research, without having to get to know personalities, without having to do all that stuff. You just know enough to see the truth. And... It ain't it with Nikki Haley. Nope. Next. So anyway, I got to end. I can't get to... <laughs> um, I got to end. 
Um, call me. I'm back here tomorrow. Call me tomorrow. Callers on the line. Call me tomorrow. Um, you just got in a little bit too late, so I can't get to you. Call me tomorrow, and if you want to pick up on this topic, I'll go right to it. I got to end Joel Friday TV across the board. Hope that all made sense. Um, we just got to start dealing with evil. That's all. Amazing stuff. American Anchor Baby's coming in with an amazing show. Make sure you don't miss his show and all that good stuff. Oh, what a mess. What am I showing here? Bye, y'all. Gotta go. Oh, 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 o